0: MSP marketing in bite sized bits. It's easier than you think with MKLink. To get more of MKLink's MSP, MBA, marketing, and IT training resources, make sure that you've registered for your account for free now at www.mklink.org. Copywriting for MSPs, part 13. So, as a quick recap, last time we looked at assuming the sale, introducing value before the price, establishing a high price, reframing both time and money with matching, avoiding commitment words, and then making calls to actions and buttons stand out. So now I'd like to talk about rephrasing the most important benefits in the closing offer. There's a good case for restating your most important benefits near the call to action, or even a PS, or at the bottom of the sales letter. And that's to remind people why they're taking action in the first place. As an aside, and as I've said a few times, people buy on emotion and then justify with logic. So it's important that you actually provide the logic in the first place and perhaps restate it near the call to action. Now whilst MSPs don't typically sell things indulgent like ice cream, there may be something that you do offer such as a paid client event where you showcase your services and you'll be including a meal or a luxury setting. And don't knock it by the way, it works. But you still need to create a logical reason to balance that decision on behalf of your buyer. So you could try something like telling people that they're worth it and that life will be dull without a few days out at the races now and again. It appeals to people's sense of balance. Make things fast, easy and simple. Don't make it seem like work. People are naturally lazy. Even industrious people are naturally lazy. We're just hardwired that way. So don't make your product or service appear to be a chore. Play down any efforts and any time commitments. People are coming to you to solve their problems. So make sure that your product and service does all the heavy lifting. In general, you can't go too far wrong if you impress upon people that your product or service will address one or more of these benefits in terms of time or cost. Remember to restate it in several ways and let people imagine the benefits for themselves. And remember to avoid commercial words such as buy or order or sign up or money, spend, pay, payment, cost, purchase and replace them with words like invest and investment instead of money or try words such as join or proceed or continue or reserve or apply instead of just sign up. Now a quick word about spelling out exactly what people must do. A call to action can actually be like a miniature sales letter all in itself. Remember that people respond to embedded commands and people aren't always 100% clear about what to do. So for example, if they need to click a link to download a report, don't just put a link or a button called free report. Make sure that it literally spells out for them exactly what to do. Something like click here now to download your free report, arrow, arrow. Now, some takeaways here. It's probably best if you look at the written copy. It's got an underline making it obvious that it's a hyperlink. Each first letter of each word is capitalised. It uses the word now. It includes a specific command. In this case, click here now to download your free report. It states the benefit, technically it's a feature, but you know what I mean. It uses the word free, and if your call to action is indeed free, then you should definitely restate it. It has chevrons or arrows, and the reason chevrons or arrows work, because they suggest advancement, they're quite compelling, and ideally any links will be in blue, and if you need to, refer to the book Don't Make Me Think by Steve Krug, K-R-U-G, fantastic book. So if they have to complete a form or click a button or enter their details, whatever, make it completely unambiguous and ensure they know exactly what to do, why they're doing it, and that they should do it now. And on that, here's a quick note about capture forms. Now, these capture forms are becoming increasingly popular as they try and control spam. And as you probably know, they stand for Completely Automated Public Turing Test, or something like that, named after Alan Turing, a mathematician that pioneered artificial intelligence. And of course, any self-respecting MSP will already know that. To be clear, these capture forms might be necessary if your website is being spammed, and if it isn't being spammed, then it it probably will, with auto-generated garbage. But they're a pain in the neck for the user, and they can be quite rude at times. I remember looking at a photographer's website a while back, and his contact form said at the top, make sure you enter your information properly before submitting. It felt like I was back at school. And it was followed further on down the form with with a capture device that asked me to add 10 and 2 and then enter that result to, and I quote, prove that I am a human. It was definitely designed by someone with, shall we say, suboptimal social skills. And just for the hell of it, I entered 12 as a word and it told me I was wrong. So was just annoying. In short, it was all rather insulting and dehumanizing and it didn't compel me in the slightest to enter my details. So what's the answer? The answer is to explain why you require them to enter certain details as politely as possible and thank them in advance. Make it as pain-free as possible and remind people with a link to your privacy policy that you'll guard their privacy like your life depends on it. And of course, that helps with Google as well. A quick note about images, and if you're using images of people, apparently pictures of babies increase response rates with women prospects, and pictures of women increase the response rates of men and women, but obviously make them relevant. Headshots work well. A note about a PS, admittedly this is more useful in an offline sales letter or an email. People naturally go to the PS straight away, so you can use the PS to restate the main benefit and the main reason for acting straight away. And if you can sign it and sign it in blue, always sign your letters, emails, or personal correspondence, ideally in a cobalt blue to make it look as authentically like a signature as possible, ideally like a real signature. And you can extend this thinking to the envelope itself. A sales letter, i.e. a physical letter, is only any good if it actually gets opened. So if it looks like a circular or an invoice or some other advertising garbage, it'll kill the sale. Try lumpy mail, and that involves including something lumpy inside the envelope, so it makes the reader actually want to open it. You can try coloured envelopes. You can try envelopes with cards inside. They work quite well. I've tried them all. The higher the lifetime value of your prospect, the more you can afford to personalise the content and the packaging and the follow-up, all of which is worth doing properly. Remember, people are several times more likely to open an envelope with a personalized handwritten address, i.e. not printed. So if you can, make sure your communications are personal and add a signature in blue at the end and it helps with your response rate. And you can get a student or somebody looking for extra cash to handwrite your envelopes and do your signatures for you. And it can be very cost effective if you shop around. There's a few more tips that you can use like this and we'll finish up on those next time. MSP marketing in bite-sized bits. It's easier than you think with MK Link. To get more of MK Link's MSP, MBA, marketing, and IT training resources, make sure that you've registered for your account for free now at www.mklink.org.